Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Let's look at Hebrews 11.1 1 tonight. I'm sure the others probably preached out of 11.1 1 as a result of the theme, right? If not, I am. Um, and the first word is the theme of this conference, now. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. Now faith is. So if faith is now, then if it's not faith, then if if what we're calling faith is not in operation right now, then it's not faith, because faith is now. You can be developing faith, and you should be. And the word of God and hearing the word, even as you're hearing this tonight, faith will arise in your heart because the word is being delivered. Right? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. It it works that way. But <clears throat> for faith to be now. Is, is something that I, I just believe is, is, is really misunderstood even today in a lot of the church. Faith is not a theory. Faith, faith is not an organization. You know, I'm of that faith or I'm of this or whatever. That, that, that's not what faith is. Faith literally is the power of God in operation as a result of being obedient to walk out what God once walked out in a situation. And it's the power to see that happen. Faith works by love. God is love. Faith works by God. And and, and faith faith isn't something that we dream up and we choose to use when we feel like it. Something that we try to call faith but yet we don't want to do the due diligence to understand really how faith operates and how faith becomes a way of life. It's not just something I try when something is difficult, right? Now, I mean, I have. I've done that. I mean, in years past, I did that because I was growing in my faith. But I'm just saying we can't stop there. We've got to come to this place of maturity because we're living in a time when the church has to be in faith right now. For there to be results, the church has to be in faith right now. There there are, and and I'm not being critical when I say this at all. I'm not looking around and judging whatever the people do. You know, you can be with someone for five minutes and they'll tell you kind of where they're at in life, what they believe. You can, some people, because they talk so much, will tell you in five minutes, you know everything about their life. You know, and you know what they believe or what they don't believe. But the thing, the thing with me is, is that I, I find a lot of people that they know, they know all the scriptures. They know where all the scriptures are. They, they can preach the sermons, and you can hear the sermon, and it sounds really good. But when you get around them, there's not faith coming out of what they say. I'm going to say that again. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I, I know people, I, I've sat in conferences and, and I hear people and they teach on faith and, and they talk about, you know, how great God is and all these different things and then you get around them though and they talk about how bad everything is in their life. And, they're, and, and I'm not saying that things aren't bad. I just told you over the last 10 years, especially about seven years past in a seven-year period of time, we went through some of the most difficult things that we've ever been through in our life at, for, for certain reasons. And, and, and I saw the reasons why, but I'm not giving glory to what we went through. I'm giving glory to the God that met me in the middle of it and revealed to me how to get out of that, stay out of it, and make the changes that I need to make, yeah. right? If I don't see God like that, then the word is not working for me, okay? So just think about a few scriptures that I'm going to read to you right now. I want you to just just meditate on a few of these that I wrote down today. Um, Let 
Okay, so, like I said, I was kind of talking. I don't know, I'd, my, my head's just running with stuff. But <clears throat> would, based on, on how you see God, you ever walked in someone's presence and it's just like, in your mind you're thinking, man, they, their, their perception of God is just off. Okay, all right. So faith in the now changes the perception of God because faith in the now gets results. Not just talking about faith, not, not just having, a, have, having certain thoughts or ideas about what faith is, but learning to implement faith. And when faith is now and it's in action, it produces results. And then it changes the perception of God. So see, it's not, about, it's not about being critical of somebody or telling somebody they don't have enough faith or they don't have any faith or, you know, they're just faithless. Don't, don't judge people. You don't know where they're at in their journey and where they're coming. And I tell you right now, if you'll deal with it and you'll be close to God and you're connected to God and you're walking by faith, your faith that's now will change the perception of God with everybody around you. God created us to be world changers just like that, to change the perception of God. Man, I'm telling you, I mean, it's just like the, 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 the vision that my wife and I have for the next decade is that. Making sure at 60 years old, we're, I mean, we're just getting started, right? I mean, come on. 60's not old. Come on. What Somebody said, how old are you? I said, I'm not old. I'm 60. <laughs> I've lived here for 60 years. I'm not old. Amen? Just getting better all the time. I mean it. Vision is like expanding like never before in my life, but it's because I'm living in the now. You see, I'm not talking about having a vision over the next 10 years that God can't even be a part of. I mean, sometimes, man, I mean, we got it all worked out, and I mean, God can't even work uh, anything in there, right? No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about vision. I heard God say about four years ago, I want you to make sure that the baton gets passed to the next generation. Just make sure. How? Through your life. Live it. You know? It's, a, it's about living, leaving a legacy of faith with other people that you lived in and, they, and people can say, you know what, man, I, I, I knew God is real because of him. See, can we go with you? Can we go with you? Can we be a part of this place? People come in here, hey, I, I, I drove in here and I just heard that One Cause Church knows God. Well, I heard the pastors of One Cause Church that they love God and they know God. And I, I, can, can I come in here? You know, you know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are not even invited into churches. I'm not saying that you guys are that way. I'm saying a lot of people that are not invited and a lot of people don't think that you would, you would want them or let them to come into your church. I had somebody at, at, at Cracker Barrel the other day say that they heard about our church or who is that? Somebody, anyway, they heard about our church, and, but that was the question they asked me. I mean, could, could I come to your church? What? I mean, I, come on. Like, come on, let me come and get my car, and I'm going to take you and show you where it's at, and you can just sleep there and just wait for the next service, amen, or something like that. I mean, what do you mean, can you come to my church? Man, when I hear something like that, it's just like, okay, we got to do this better. We got to get better. We got to let the town know, you know? I mean, you know, some people think, well, you know, we don't want people to just think we're trying to take over the town. What? We're trying to take over the town, right? Come on. I mean, are we not? Are you not? Are we not trying to take over the town? Listen, people want to, people want to underestimate things that, that may not in the moment be big enough. You know, people want to underestimate something that appears to not be big enough so that you really can't influence and impact. This church right here is, is a, a world-impacting church. I mean, however many people are sitting here tonight, thank God for everybody that's sitting here tonight, but this church body impacts people all over the world. You understand? And that's what matters is our influence. And when you 
act like that and you treat people like that and you're confident in your own skin and who you are and what God's called you to do, you'll influence the world. Literally, you'll influence the world. And God created us to. And the way we do that is right now. Well, one of these days we'll start. No, no, not one of these days. It's right now. That's the deal. And that's what I see with a lot of people that talk in faith. They talk about it. They listen to different messages, but they're not doing anything with it. And I'm not judging and saying this one is and that one's not. I'm just talking about what I hear in conversation with people. You can find out what they're really doing. You know, if, 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 if Pastor Eric and I are in a conversation and we're talking and we get to some situation that's going on, somewhere in there, it, it, the, the conversation will turn out being a little bit awkward because we're watching what we say. You know? Well, you know, the, the, this thing happened or something happened to my right arm and, and, and maybe it's hurting or something and, and there's something going on with that. Yeah, but we're standing on the word. We're believing this. You know, there may be somebody that's going to work on the arm or whatever. That's fine. But first and foremost, we're going to pray, stand on God's word, declare what God's word says. But I should be doing that before the arm hurt. See? And so, so if situations overtake you at a certain point, okay, that's okay, let's get through it, do what you have to do, you got to go here, you got to go to the doctor, you got to take care of this, but let's get on the word to be preventative for the things out there that want to come against you again in the future, see? And when we're doing the word that way, and we're in the now with that, not when I feel bad, that's when I'm going to speak the word, I'm speaking the word every day, by his stripes, I'm healed. God sent his word and he healed me already. I am the healed in Christ Jesus. How many believe you're the healed tonight in Christ? You need to be telling yourself that every day, multiple times a day, because when something comes against your body, whoa, no, no, you're not, you're not going anywhere here. Arm work. He sent his word and he healed me. Work. Not putting up with that. I'm not tolerating. Head Pain, go. He took all of my pain upon him. Pain, go in Jesus' name. But see, when you're not doing that day to day, then God, God can't remind you because you're so busy in your head trying to figure the problem out. When what is the key to everything in life? The seed of the word. Hmm? One apple seed can produce, what do they say, how many bushels? Of apples, one apple seed, like 40 bushels of apples or something in one apple seed, something like that. It's in, the, it's in that one little seed. But the seed has to be planted, and the sower sows the word. You got to sow the word first. The seed has to be planted, it has to be cultivated, it has to be watered, it has to be taken care of. And that's the day to day maintenance that we have to do in the word of God to prepare our hearts to live in the now, now. There's no, day, there's no day like the present to be in the now. Say that. I'm in the now. Say, I live in the now. I refuse to live anywhere else. I, said, I, I mean, that's why when I, when I saw your theme, I thought, holy moly. The only problem with that is I could preach for four hours. It's the now. I, I'm telling I, I mean, that's the theme of your church. And that double anointing on you guys, you know, it's because you understand what I'm telling you, what I'm saying right here. You, you understand that. And it's going to get deeper and stronger in both of you and your church and your leadership. Everybody here is going to get deeper and stronger because at the end of the day, what else really matters? What else really matters? Nothing. A couple other things that I, I, I want to read to you. I, I just, th there's something about this one verse of scripture that is absolutely amazing and over the top. And and I didn't copy it. Just hold on. Hold on. So absolutely amazing that I'm going to read it now. And it's Luke 1, 
and verse 37 in the NIV. Some of you have never heard this before. And actually, I'm going to read this, and then I want you to raise your hand if you've never heard it just like this, like from this translation. Because the other translations don't say it this way. But this is in the NIV. For no word from God will ever fail. How many have never heard that translation of that verse? Lift your hand up high. Just, just show me how many people. If you've never heard it, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I'm telling you, because about a year and a half or two years ago, I had never heard it, that translation. Or, or I probably had, but I just didn't remember it. But that thing exploded inside of me. No word from God will ever fail. Now, now, now when, when I... When, as I'm preaching tonight, or when I, if, if, I'm, if I'm in a daily routine of confessing God's word, Father, I thank you that the greater one lives in me, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're for me, nobody, no man, no devil in hell can be against me. If I'm, if I'm saying that, is that a word from God? Yeah, that's his word, right? That's his word. That's his promise. And he said, no word from God will ever fail. So, when I'm doing maintenance and I'm training my thinking, in other words, in other words, it's God that is going to bring to your conscience what the truth is of a situation that you're facing when the circumstances rise up and try to tell you different. Because what the devil's after is for you to believe what you see and what you hear more than, what, than believing God's Word. In other words... The devil will come and try to tell you there's no way for this natural circumstance to change. And then you, you may hear a word at church and you may get encouraged or whatever, but if you're not taking that and, and, and downloading it on the inside of you personally on a day-to-day now basis, okay, then all that has to happen is the circumstance gets stirred up a little stronger or something happened in the natural a little bit bigger Oh, yeah, but look, you don't, you don't know what's happening here. See, because you're more, you have greater faith in what you see and what you hear than in the promise of God in that situation. Now, I'm just saying, you know, what, you know what I'm telling you? I'm telling you this out of some things that I learned in about a five to six to seven year period of time that God said to me, Bert, you don't, you, you don't know me. But God, I know you. I've, de- I've dedicated my whole life to know you, yeah, but you don't know me. You, you, you want to you wanna play, let's say, with the big boys? You want to play in big situations? You, you, you want to deal with more in life than what you're dealing with today? You got to know me like the way I'm going to show you. And listen, if your spirit man is open when you're not seeing something happen, when you're struggling with something in life, if your spirit man is open, he'll come and teach you in the midst of it. The thing you're going through will not teach you jack. All it'll do is get you on the other side and have this attitude toward God that God can't do what he said he'll do. And that's what the devil's constantly trying to convince us, that he will not do what he promised that he would do. I'm just telling you today, if you don't quit and you stay in the fight and you let the seed of God's word become real to you and you live in the now, as it's been said all over this place, you live in the now and learn what living in the now is really all about, you can't lose. You know why? Because the power to accomplish what you need to accomplish, the ability for you to accomplish what you need to accomplish The outcome of what you're desiring to see accomplished is all in the seed. It's all in the seed. See, people underestimate, and 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 I've had preachers tell me, yeah, but you know, Pastor, you if you teach that, then people are just gonna say they're doing that and they're doing the word, and then when it doesn't work, they're just gonna say, well, that was because of whatever, you know, because because you know the word just doesn't work. No. No, people are already doing that. They're already doing that. They're already saying those kind of things. I'm telling you that if we do it according to his plan, just like he set it up for us, then it works exactly the way he set it up. So there's his plan, there's our plan. We have to choose to make our plan connect with his plan. Then it's a win-win. You know where the greatest example of that is? It was in the garden. 
Jesus, our elder brother. Because we got to see him like that. He was, he's the deity and he's all that. But if you don't see him as your elder brother, the one that set the tone and set the pace for us that we can follow in his footsteps and do exactly what he did, if you don't see him that way, then, you, then none of this will work. But if we see him as the elder brother, he was the son of man. He came to become the son of man. He already was the son of God. He already was the deity. Left the riches of heaven to come to the poverty of this earth so that he could come to our aid. So our elder brother Jesus in the garden said, God, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but your will be done. So the Father's will and Jesus' will in that moment were separated. They were apart. And Jesus said, I'll do it. All you and I have to say is, in the midst of whatever you're facing, I'm telling you, I mean, I can feel it right now. There's some people facing some situations that the devil's lied to you and told you that it was like impossible. I'm telling you tonight, there's nothing impossible with God. No word from God will ever fail. So if you get the promise on it, and you begin to download that on the inside of you, and that becomes a part of you, and you begin to implement that and put that to work on a day-to-day basis... If you don't quit, you're going to reap. Because in the seed of that word that you're developing on a day-to-day basis is the power, the ability, everything that you need to accomplish it. Even even the want want to's in the seed of the word because the seed of the word, as it's beginning to come out of my mouth on a day-to-day basis, it changes my want to. It's all in the seed of the word. All of it is. Tonight I'm telling you, Your greatest days are before you. And I'm not saying that off the top of my head because I couldn't think of something else to say. I'm telling you inside, I'm going to pray for you at the end of this. I've got something to pray and release over you tonight. I'm telling you, your greatest days are here right now if you'll believe what I'm saying. Everything that's been preached in this conference, everything that's been preached from this church, if you take the promises... And you put those promises to work. I promise you every word from God will produce. And I'm here to encourage you and and to light a fire under you to just not stop. Amen. Some of you need to start. Some of you heard and heard and heard and heard and heard. And I got a scripture for you. I got a scripture for you. You ready for it? You sure? Sure. Okay, I'm going to give you this scripture. It's found in James 1, and I'm going to read it out of the message. In James 1. Don't fool yourself in thinking that you are a listener when you're anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. This is... is, um, James 1, through 24 in the message. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like. Why? Because the devil comes immediately, if not sooner, to steal the word that's been sown in your heart. That's why. The, the, the New King James... And this says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If you hear and you don't do anything with it, yeah, but, you know, Pastor, I just don't like to read. Um, you need to get over it. I mean, you know, I mean, look at the technology we have. You can listen to the Bible all day long, right? Get the listening Bible. Get, to get it down. Do whatever you got to do. Get it talking to you. I mean, get it coming in your ears. Because the more it comes in, if you do something with it, if you spend time on it. I'll tell you that the, way that I, the, the way I got connected to this process. And, and a lot of my friends that were in faith churches or whatever as we were growing up, a lot of my friends, they heard the same word I did. And today they're not going. Why? Because they quit 
putting the word to work. See, to be a doer of the word, that doesn't, a lot of people hear that and they go, what do you, what do you mean do it? I mean, if this, this is my iPad, but if this was a Bible and it's my Bible's in it, you know, so how do, how do you do it? You know, how do you do the word? You throw it around. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, and I mean, I, there's a lot of people that I've come in contact that is said it doesn't make sense how to do the word. So you have to break it down. And, and it, it seems to be elementary. Even what I'm talking about tonight, I need to hear myself say what I'm saying to you tonight. You, you understand? It can be elementary, but I'm telling you it's vital that we catch this and we get a hold of it in a greater way to be able to handle what's coming out there. Because if the, if the perception of who God is is going to change, it's going to change because it's changing me. And it's going to change one person at a time. Or one platform at a time when a whole church and, and congregations of people get serious about doing what we're saying. And we are. We're, we're doing it. You guys are doing it. We're doing it. Uh, people all over the planet are doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not isolated in one or two places. But it's very easy to be moved by things that we see in the natural and get the devil to convince us that God can't produce what he said he could produce. And if he can convince you of that, then he'll keep you in bondage and keep you from receiving. And the best place for him to attack you is when you're going through something that you figured God would get you out of. Huh? God, God's never put you in any difficult place, ever. He's never put you in a difficult place. What he is is he's there when we are in difficult places, and that's where the word has to become life to us. Can you say amen to that? Now, I just want to say... Uh, I, I want to read. I want to read these two passages, and then I'm going to end with another passage. Okay, so Mark chapter four and verse thirty-seven, and it's a familiar passage, but I, I, I want to focus on one thing. <clears throat> a great windstorm, verse thirty-seven. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Man, why did he put that in there? Eric, come on, you, you, you know more than I do. Tell me, what, what, why did he say, why did he mention Jesus' pillow? Dang, that's just always got me. Anyway, I mean, he could just said he was asleep, but he was on a pillow. I mean, how many people travel with their pillow? I don't know, whatever. Sorry, that's just... That's just an issue with me. Anyway, why did he mention the pillow? And they awoke him and he said to him, teacher, your pillow. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> and, they, and they awoke him. They awoke him and said, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, there's other accounts of this. There's another account of this, and it, and it talks about little faith. But he says here, how is it that you have no faith? But he said first, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Okay, so no faith means n nothing in the now that is turning toward God. Jesus rebuked the wind. Why? Because Jesus was in the now. Now, listen, it's not always the will of God for you to rebuke the wind. But it was in that situation. You got to know how to hear the voice of God. Amen? You got to know as, you, as the word begins to develop inside of you, it teaches you how to hear the word of God and be in your, your spiritual ears, the internal part of you open to hear what God would tell you to do in a situation. Jesus rebuked the wind because he told us five times in, in Scripture, in, in, in the Gospels, he told us five times in so many words, different, different ways of saying it, but he said, I only came to do what I hear from my Father. I didn't do anything else. So he wasn't trying to stop the wind. He stopped the wind because he was doing what Father said. That's the key to our success right here. But the thing that stops us, and this is what I want to pray for you about tonight, the thing that stops us is the fear that's already in us. 
Now, just look at this verse in Job 3, in verse 25. For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Why? Because he's in fear and not faith. He's not in the now. Now, when you read Job's life, what didn't happen with Job was bad things, bad things didn't happen to Job because he feared. I just said that backwards. <clears throat> this is the point I'm trying to make about Job. Job had fear already. See, the things that happened to Job, the loss of his family and his finances and all of his things, everything that happened to him that was bad was a result of what was already in him. Generationally, we all have fear in us. Every single person ever born into this world has fear in them. Everybody does. Why? Because we were born into fear. We were born into a fallen world. The God of this system, of the system and the way of thinking, is the devil himself. He's a defeated foe, but in the system he works, and he works on things in people from the time they were born. That's why you can't blame your parents if you've got all kinds of fear. You can't blame this person, that person. You've got to take where you're at and begin to declare, you know what? I'm going to become a doer of the word. I'm not going to be challenged as Jesus challenged his disciples. Why is it that you have no faith? Here's the storm. You're moved by the storm. You're moved by the circumstances. And everything I've been teaching you, it appears that you haven't done anything with it. God's saying to us today, we've just got to do something with what we hear. It's really simple. It's not easy. I'm not speaking to you like putting you under the law of having to do the word. What what I want to see is in your life and mine and all of our lives is that we desire to be in the word because in the seed of the word itself is all of our answers. Because of how it renews our mind and how when we practice it day by day, the challenge positions us to think differently, and then the perception of God begins to change on the inside of us, and it changes in the people around us. Now, I don't want you to raise your hand when I ask you this, but if you have a headache, do you take aspirin of some kind? If you have a headache, do you take aspirin? Don't, don't answer it. Just, I'm just asking you the question. If you, take a he- if you have a headache, if your head starts hurting, stress headache, whatever type of headache, do you take some form of medication to help that out? Well, I do at times and in certain ways. If my head is hurting, the first thing that I do, the first thing, now, Most of the time, nobody else knows I'm doing this, but the first thing that I do is I remind my head, Jesus took my pain every single time, first. Now, I know, too, when I'm stressed or, you know, or or, or or when when stress is, is at the door and it's coming at me and I've had a long day or a long week or a long month and, I, and, I, and I've been up late at night or things have been going on and, and, and certain things are happening, that taking a couple of bare aspirin will help. But my faith isn't in the bare bottle. My faith is in God sent his word and healed me. Now, do we have to be that particular about something like that that can just really go away if we just take a couple of bear? It depends on what you're you're working on and what you want to see happen in your life. Okay, let me ask you this. And I'll just show hands. How many have ever prayed, have have ever spoken the word when your your head was hurting, you had a headache, and the pain left? Amen. 
Okay, why wouldn't that work every single time? Okay, but that's not to put you under, oh my, pastor said tonight we can't take any more aspirin. No, I didn't say, I didn't say anything like that. I'm saying, all I'm saying is, what if every time you were going to take something like that, you spoke the word first? Who's to say that you'll take aspirin five or 10 or 12 more times, and then one day, all of a sudden, see, because now it's coming out of here. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Man, I can feel that head come. No, 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 don't tolerate that. Jesus took my pain. I give no place to that. I command peace to come over my body. Whatever God says to you, all of a sudden you begin to speak it and the circumstances change. Can you say amen to that? That's what God wants us working on, not just in that area, but every area where our finances are concerned. I don't care what it is. If you're not sleeping at night, Every night, if you have to take something at night because you're not sleeping at night and you have to take some form of medication, just start speaking the word. Then take the medication. Right? And then who's to say that there won't be a time when you get off the medication? Did I tell you to quit taking your medication? No. I told you, let the seed of the word begin to direct your life and where you're going and what what, what really needs to happen in life, in your life, is to have confidence in the word of God like never before. Then, then... Then, when someone else sees you doing that, it begins to change their perception of God. And then, if every single time you pray and your head ache leaves, and you're standing in H-E-B, do you have H-E-B here? No. Well, the grocery store, whatever it is. No hate, no hate, no hate. (laughs) But... You're, you're, in, you're in H-E-B, and, or you're in the grocery store, and you're standing at the teller, and, you know, somebody is, you know, a lot of times, you know, the tellers, you, you know, uh, I've had a couple of people in my church that were tellers, and we encourage them to, you know, to just be ready because they're like bartenders, you know, because when they're going through the teller lines, you know, a lot of times they'll tell them their whole life story, especially if it's a big basket, and she's, some ladies say that she's got two big baskets. I mean, it could be a long story, you know? So you, let's say you're behind somebody with two baskets because God's teaching you patience. And so, and you, you, you only have one item and you're standing behind them, you know, that kind of thing. And, and all of a sudden the Lord said, you know, you, you need to pray for that lady. But see, if you won't pray, take the challenge where your head is concerned or whatever it is and take the challenge with you, then why would you have the faith to pray for someone else to get results? See, I don't want to just pray for other people. I want results. Amen? And that's where the results come from when I believe in what I'm doing, right? When it's working for me, when it's working for who I'm praying for. There's family members that I have that I'm speaking the word over every day, and I'm telling you, I'm not real quick to go past some of the family members that I'm standing and agreeing and believing God for to go and just pray for the whole rest of the world. I'm not saying I won't when I travel places or I go places, but I'm not all about that. I want to see it work in my own home. I want to see it work in my, in, in, my, in my own world. I want to see it working, not just going out here and focusing on everybody else. You, you understand what I'm saying? God wants us to take this and work it and not live our lives in dread and in fear as Job did. He wants us to overcome the dread and the fear through the seed of the word. I'll just tell you, I can't go any other place with this tonight. I can't go any other place with it other than telling you how vitally important, I came to tell you this one thing, how vitally important that the seed of God's word on a day-to-day basis, developing a routine, will do for your life and staying on it and increasing it and getting better with it. I tell you, if, if I showed you what I do on, on, on a day-to-day basis in the, every single morning that, that I roll out and I, and I get into this routine, the routine has become this revelation. I can't not pray. I can't not pray. I can't not pray for the people of my church because I'm preaching the word and preaching the word's not enough. You gotta pray their eyes get open so they can make the right choices to be doers of the word and not live in deception. Because that's what happens. That's what James 1 says. Can you say amen to that? So, Galatians 3 and 29, and I'm gonna end with this tonight. Am I going too long? 
Am I 10 minutes so good? Okay. Galatians 3.29. If you're Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed? Now, um, I said that was the last scripture, but I'm just going to read this and then go right back to that verse. But I'm, I'm going to read to you. Um, Romans 4. If you don't, if you don't know this, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to throw this in there. This is what happened after about 24 years of struggling with unbelief, trying to help God out, do all kinds of things to make the promises of God come to pass and work in his life. He had to deal with lying. He had to deal with deception. He had to deal with adultery. He had to deal with listening to people he shouldn't have been listening to and a lot of different things in his life. But after 24 years, he, this is what Abraham became. And it says this in, in verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but we know he did. You read the Old Testament, we know he did. See, we know you did, I did, we all did. We know we have. Have we not? Okay? But thank God Abraham didn't quit. Amen? He said, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced, fully convinced what is that? What does that sound like? That sounds like the now, right? Being in the now, fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able to perform it. That's what the seed of the word and the day-to-day and, and applying the word in situations when we're, our minds are telling us to do other things. No, we're going to the word first. Because the moment you go to the word, many times your natural thoughts will change. Many times the natural remedy or cure to something or the answer to a specific thing was not in your head. It came out of here. Amen? And when the seed of the word is in operation, coming out of my mouth, me hearing it, me meditating on it, and doing it day after day after day and never quitting, there lies my answers just like Abraham's answers came being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able to perform it. Can you say amen? Go back to that, um, to the Galatians. After reading that, I want to end with this verse. And if you are Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed, (laughs) and you are heirs according to the promise. If you're Christ, are you Christ? I said, are you Christ? Amen. Are are, are you of the living God? Amen. Are you born of the Spirit of God? Have you entered into that second birth experience to receive everything that he said? If you're Christ, if you're born again, if you understand who God is, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise? The promise of what? Health, prosperity, right? Deliverance. The promises that go to somebody that learns how to serve. Those healing and prosperity yays were a little bit more than that serving one. But anyway, (laughs) there's promises that go with serving. The greatest leaders, how many in here, you believe you're a leader? Everybody, every hand should be up. Everybody's called to lead something. Come on. Amen? But the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. See, there's a promise with that. He said, if you're Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? If I'm Abraham's seed, then if I don't quit, then I can have the testimony that I grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, believing that what God promised me, he's able to do it if I just don't quit. Every single promise in God's Word. Yeah, it's the promise of the Spirit because the Spirit Spirit of God is the key to everything else. But it's every promise in God's Word. Every single promise. I believe 
that what God has promised, he is able to perform. Tonight, I just, as I was driving here today, I really felt strong that God just told me to pray and, and join my faith. I'm telling you tonight that my faith level for you to receive is up here. It's high. I came here with a faith level high. How? Because I'm not coming here thinking about myself. I'm not about myself. I'm coming here thinking about, number one, these pastors and how much Becky and I love them and are for them and behind what they do, number one. But what, what is a church without people that believe? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can call it a church, but I mean, you know, there's all kinds of gatherings, you know? I mean, there's all kinds of public interest groups and gatherings around the city, that, and they do good things. They're, they're, they're good works. But God is building his church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. And the only way that we can be a part of what he's building is if we are believing and not doubting. But the problem with that is every one of us have thoughts of doubt every day. But I don't have to give in to them, right? I don't, have to, I, don't have to, I don't have to tolerate that. No, no, no. What God has said, I believe more than what I see and how I feel and what, how it appears. What God has said is more real to me because I'm spending time in developing that relationship. And that's what I was saying to you guys in the beginning. The relationship with God is vital. Amen? I mean, there's nothing like the relationship with God. I mean, there's a relationship with God today that I have that I didn't realize existed. But it should be that way. We should increase, right? We shouldn't be talking about what happened 45 years ago. I mean, yeah, you can talk about it and glean from it, but we want to see what's happening today happen now. We want to live in the now. That's the theme of the conference. That's the theme of One Cause Church. That's the theme of where we're going. Man, we're living in the now, and we're going to experience everything now. Now, 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 if you, you have things in your life I'm talking about something that has been pressing on you. I'm not just talking about, everybody's got things they're believing God for, and you can stand if you want to stand in in agreement here. But today when I was driving here, I saw people with really pressing issues. And and I I mean, you know, if you get more than 10 people, somebody's going to have some pressing issue. I mean, you know, that's just kind of generic. But I've sensed it really strong in my heart that that there were some people with pressing issues. And I preach this word tonight for you to let you know that no matter what you face today, God's got it covered. But you got to know it by what you do with the word. Not just talking about the word, not just hearing the word preached, but taking what you hear and doing something with it. Learning to apply it in, in day-to-day situations that you face. So if you're here tonight, and that's you, you say, that's me, I, I feel this thing on me, I, you know, I've had this, I've kind of carried this for a while with me, haven't seen the manifestation. I'm telling you, my faith is high for things to change in your life from this day forward. You know, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you that by the end of the week something's going to manifest. I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't say something like that if that's what God said, but that's not what I heard. Like what, what I told you at the beginning of the year when I said that about the, the, that the door is open. You know, God didn't say to me, it, it would have been catchy that it's the year of the open door. You know, no, he didn't say that. He said the door is open. The door of opportunities are open. Amen. And they're open. And I'm telling you tonight in the same way. That God is saying to you, if, if this thing is pressing on your life, my prayer and what I'm joining my faith with you about is that your eyes are open, you're going to see clearly, you're going to have wisdom, you're going to have creative ideas, God's going to show you the plan to walk out of this. And it, and it may, see, because it's, it's not just a, it's not just a something's going to happen. Some of you, it could happen before you get out the door. But I'm saying God has, he has the plan for the journey that you're going to walk out. And I'm telling you, when you get to the end of this thing, you're going to give God all the glory because it's going to be because of him, not because of anything else. Can you say amen to that?
So if it's you tonight and there's something pressing and you know, you know it's you, just stand to your feet. Just wherever you're at, there's something pressing. Doesn't matter who it is. Don't, worst thing you can ever do is look around to see who's standing to think, oh my gosh, I wonder what it is. Who cares? Amen. They're standing because today, whatever it is, is over because they're getting the answer to know how to go forward. Can you say amen to that? Now, let's just, if we can, go ahead and play behind me. Thank you. You, you, you thought before I even ask. She's one step ahead. That's like Radar O'Reilly right there. <clears throat> Not you, but I'm just saying. It's like that's what he did. You ever watch MASH? You, know, you don't even know what MASH is? Okay. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> just remember Radar. Just Google it. Yeah. <clears throat> Pray in the Spirit for a moment. Just pray in the Spirit. All, all, all we want is God's thing. Answers are coming. Answers are coming. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Clarity is coming now, right now. There is clarity. There is clarity. Clarity is coming in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. It's manifesting. Something is clear. Boldness to receive what God's going to tell you to do and how to walk out of it. Boldness is arising in you right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you that these people are hearing, that they're seeing clearly. Father, these are people that are of the seed of Abraham. They're they're people that are fully convinced that what you have promised, that you're able to do it because you've already done it. You've already done it. They're just going to tap in to what your plan is. No more just good ideas. From here on out, it's all God ideas. In the name of Jesus, do not settle for anything. Not for anything. Do not settle for anything. I declare clarity tonight in the name of Jesus. Clarity. Clarity. Clarity in the name of Jesus. Clarity tonight. In the name of Jesus. You're seeing clearly. You're going to hear clearly. You're going to know exactly what God has. You're going to see clearly the plan that God has in that situation. Clearly. In the name of Jesus. Clearly tonight. Clearly. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.